Happy Friday, everybody. I'm coming to you live from my back deck. For the first time in a while, I'm outside recording. This is actually the first time I've recorded with my digital recorder outside, so I wonder how it sounds. Can you hear the wind? Ooh, there's no crickets because it's the dead of winter. Well, it's almost spring. We're in March, but it's still... Uh, snow's everywhere where I am right now. Everywhere I see is snow, but it's not that cold out. So I wanted to come out here and talk about today's episode, 723. Now, it's late. Usually I do these shows in the morning. On Friday, it's late because I'm going to pull back the curtain and tell you something about work. Where I work, we're redoing our whole website. That's what my team does. That's what my uh, my office does. And not my team, but the team I'm on. Um, and... We're basically taking the entire website from one system, redesigning it, rebranding it, and putting it into another system, which a lot of it is automated and a ton of it isn't. So pretty much from Tuesday to today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, basically worked from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. just about all day on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, today. Not as much, working probably all day tomorrow, a little bit on Sunday, then back at it again for another week because we're trying to get this done. Now, that's that's not important. It doesn't matter to you. You're here to, to hear about Mad Men, but I'm just pulling back the curtain to show you I got a life too. I, I don't just watch TV. I mean, I do that uh, in copious amounts, but um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really getting off the subject. Let's talk about the episode. I just finished it. I... Love this episode. Uh, it was it was like we're jumping all over the place as far as you know time. Things are kind of not nothing. Not everything's linear. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the, the title means. Seven twenty three. I thought I had it figured out up until the last second. I'm gonna cough. Excuse me. <coughs> now, the episode kind of opens up. Um, first thing we see is an arm fall out of out, like a, a woman lying a woman lying in in uh, bed and the arm falls out and I had to rewind it I thought who is that uh, and then it turns out it was Peggy then we see a dude lying in the middle of what looks like a motel gets up it's Don Draper and his face is smashed in then we jump over to Betty who's lying on a couch it almost looked like she's back at the psychiatrist so I'm like what the hell's going on and then we're out of that, and we're kind of in the regular episode, but we're jumping back and forth. So what we're kind of seeing is about 80% into the story. We get to the 100% part, uh, but we're kind of at the the beginning. We're at the, you know, the 80%, 90% part of the story, jumping all the way back to the beginning. Now, I have to tell you, I forget the order these things happen, So, and I literally just watched it, but you know by now I'm not very good at that. So let's just talk about everything I can remember. At work, Don gets there. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm a little late for the for the meeting, and the guys are all standing around because what Conrad Hilton is in his office. He likes to be called Connie. He's an eccentric millionaire, maybe a billionaire. You know, Hilton, all that Hilton, everything. I mean, I mean Paris Hilton all comes from this dude, uh, and he's got the he's got all these hotels all over the world, and he's there to talk to Don. He's sitting behind Don's desk. Don walks in. And he sees this powerful dude sitting behind his desk, doesn't get up. And he's like, Jesus, Don, it's almost the middle of the day. He talks to him. He wants some advice about, um, you know, he goes, you're a married man, so you're going to have to uh, uh, kind of imagine what this is like. But he has a an interest. But it seemed like he, it seemed like he was talking about him having a mistress and wanted to talk to Don about it. But it sounds to me like Don is the mistress 
And he basically was using that as a metaphor to say, you know, I want to have you doing my business. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. But it's going to be basically you and me. Um, you know, it's going to be really casual. This is the way we meet. I'm going to come into your office, I guess, and sit behind your desk. Gives them the, the New York, uh, Waldorf Astoria, something else, something else. Uh, and Don plays a little hard to get and because, you know, he's in his office. I think Don was pissed off by that. Um, but, you know, that's the um, the big thing. The big thing at work is that possibly he has gotten the Hilton account. And the guy leaves and Don turns around back to the office and all the guys are clapping. They're all excited. And, you know, Conrad Hilton tells them the youth is what uh, drives us or something like that. The youth is what keeps us young. I don't know. But he's basically a rich guy who gets what he wants and he wants Don. But there is kind of a... There's a drawback to that, and I will get to that. Uh, at the same time, Pete and Peggy, remember they were wooed by that asshole duck um, a couple episodes ago? They, they brought him out to eat. Uh, he brought them out to eat. He's trying to bring them over to his, his place, and this time he's doing it with gifts. He gave Pete a bunch of cigars, and he gave Peggy this nice kind of lace, I don't know, silk thing. Um, Pete's all freaked out about it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like duck. He doesn't like the idea. He doesn't like the idea of giving gifts. It's not a good de- good idea. And he, he says, that it's not that I don't trust you. It's I don't trust Duck because Duck may use the fact that they never gave back a gift against them. So Pete seems like he sent back the cigars that Duck gave him. And at the same time, he's telling Peggy, you got to send that back. So she wants to send it back. She calls him <coughs> and says, I'm going to send this back to you. He's like, well, why haven't you done it yet? She's like, well, I will. Stop contacting me. He goes, well, meet me here at this, at this hotel at this time. You can give it back to me in person, and I can talk to you about these accounts because I have this account, I have that account, blah, blah, blah. He's still trying to woo her. Um, so let's jump back to Don Draper. Don, I'm freezing. I'm freezing now. This was a bad idea to come outside, but I'm here. I'm going to keep going, and I'm just, I'm just going by memory. Oh, let's, let's, let's leave Don for a second. Betty, she was lying on a weird couch. We'll get there. We'll get there. So Betty has, um, I guess, an interior decorator in the house uh, helping her lay out all these new things. And Don actually says, I don't, you know, how much is it going to cost? I don't really care. And then he makes a bold, he makes like a real quick decision. Put this over there. And the interior decorator is like, well, I think he's right. Uh, and Betty was all into it. And it looks like the reason she did that, because then she's having a meeting of the Junior League back at her house and they're like oh you had a baby and furniture oh this is crazy you have new furniture now to me i'm thinking betty did that on purpose betty got all the new furniture so that she could impress the people in the junior league that's why she did it that's my thinking because betty i feel like is sometimes is a simpleton um and they're like uh they're talking about this water reservoir that's going to make everything look terrible it's going to take away from the, the beautiful uh scenery of their area and Betty's like, you know, I may know someone, um, Harry something or other, I don't know, uh, in the governor's office or government or whatever. And the, this other woman's like, oh, I, I think I know him too. They're like, why don't you call him? He goes, well, I think Betty will have a better chance, you know, because Betty's good looking. And Betty's like, oh, I don't know. They're like, don't, it's, it's not cute. To, it's not adorable to make you, oh, it's adorable. You don't think you're adorable. I think that's what her friend said. So Betty calls this guy up. Uh, and, and just, you know, I was like, who is this guy? I don't remember this guy. And then the moment I saw him, I said, oh, that's the creep at the party that, um, 
was wanted to rub Betty's belly, and Betty was into it, and she was into this guy. Um, that's what I think, uh, and we'll get to that later. So he's like, oh, you know, um, I used to live in that area. I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe we could take a hike out there. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, he wants to bang her on the hike. This is what I'm thinking. Um, I'm hopped up on coffee in, 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 you know, at 9 o'clock at night, and I shouldn't have been. So if I'm, if I'm sounding different than usual, I don't care. Um, that's me. Woo! Uh, so he's like, you know, maybe we can meet at this bakery and we could just talk things over and, you know, take a hike out there and see what we can find. Great. Okay. I'm going to jump back. I feel like I usually do the whole stories at once, but I'm, I'm all over the place because that's what this episode was. So Don, uh, has a meeting. He's asked to go into Cooper's office. So he's got Cooper there. He's got Sterling there and he's got, I want to say Lane, the British guy. They're there, and they're all excited. They're all very happy that this is a possibility. And they pour him a drink, and then they talk about what Conrad wants. He's like, well, I think I think I know what he wants, and he wants what he can't have, and I think that's a good thing. And they're like, no. See, they want to make sure you're locked in. So they want... They, they want you to sign a three-year contract so you're locked into Sterling Cooper for three years. And Don was clearly against it. He did not like it. He did not like the way um, – he did not like the way it was presented to him. He did not like the idea of being locked into three years. He did not like the idea of being locked into anything. And he took the papers begrudgingly and said he'll have his lawyer look at him begrudgingly over the weekend. But he didn't do that. So – uh, over, when the weekend ends, uh, Roger comes in and says, hey, what did your lawyer um, say about this? And Don's like, you know, my lawyer, he hasn't got back to me yet. He goes, probably because he hasn't had the papers because I called him. And you could see Sterling, uh, Roger was pissed that he hasn't signed it and said something like, "Is you know, is it, I forget. He goes, you know, you, something like, we're giving you money. Maybe someday you'll get the name, your name on the building, all these things. I mean, I don't know how much Don cares about the name Don Draper. It's just the name he has. But, um that oh, I, I he you could see Roger was angry about this whole thing. So, but at the at, you know Don still didn't sign the contract. I'm going to jump back to Betty now. Betty goes and meets this guy um, at for pie. They talk a little bit, and you could just see there was like this subtle flirting going on. They were talking pretty much all business. But there was and Betty had a piece of paper to show the flyer, and this guy's basically like, "There's not much I can do." I really can't do anything. Uh, I could see what I could do, but I don't think I could do anything. And then he, I got to go see the governor. So they walk out together and they look at a furniture store and he explain. Oh, she, um, oh, I almost forgot about this. So I'll, she looks up. <laughs> there is a, there's a, a solar eclipse, you know, don't look up at the sun. And Betty looks right up at the sun and the guy covers her eyes really quick. He says, don't look up. I was like, Betty, you freaking simpleton looking up at the sun. The guy's like, don't look up. He covers her eyes and says, do you look okay? Are you okay? And she's like, oh, I feel a little little um, woozy. I don't know if that had to do with that or not. But he's like, okay. Um, so they walk along a little bit. And he goes, this is what you need. It's called the fainting couch. It's what they had in Victorian times. I know this because I moved furniture. Can I walk you to your car? And she's like, oh, this is still a small town. People will talk. And that was the end of that. And she looks over at that couch. The moment I saw that couch, I realized, wait, that's the couch she was on when she, um, when she, we saw the beginning, when she was in her dress kind of like lying there, she was on this couch. So she obviously bought it. She obviously bought it thinking of this dude. 
man, so much happened this episode. I talked about the eclipse. Let's jump back a second. Don was with his kids um, who were with their teacher, I guess, summer school. Um, and they were all they were building these contraptions so they could look up into the sky or they could look at reflections and see the eclipse. The teacher is that young teacher from the Maypole at the time where I thought Dawn was kind of really checking her out. And they talked a little bit. And the teacher basically called him out <coughs> saying, you know, something about like um, extra, you know, like you having um, uh, being philanderers. And the guy, Dawn was like, what? Even though Dawn was a big time philanderer. Um, the woman, the woman called her out, and he's like, oh, "I'm not like that, you know. Why can't I be that way?" And I, and they, it seemed like there was hostility and some flirting going on at the same time with them. So I still feel like something will happen between those two, between those two, between those two. But that's where the eclipse and Betty Simpleton Betty looked up into the friggin' sun during a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse. It's a solar eclipse, right? Yeah. Um, so Betty's story pretty much. Uh, ends there, but because Don didn't sign the contract, Roger now calls Betty and basically says, I don't want to talk about it, but, um, you know, do you know about the contract? Do you know why he hasn't signed it? And Betty's like, I don't, you know, she's like, that's Don's business, but she didn't know anything about the contract. So when Don gets home, she calls Don on that. Uh, they get into a little pissy fight and he, he, she says something actually really good. She goes, What's the matter with three years? Are you are you not are you not planning on being here for th- in three years? And I was like, oh, Don got pissed at that. Took his hat and said, I'm out of here. Left for a drive. Left for a drunk drive because you know he's driving and drinking. And then because he was probably feeling drunk and reckless, he picks up two hitchhikers. And I'm thinking, uh oh. Remember the beginning of the episode where Don was was uh, woke up with and his head was gashed open or lashed open. And he was, you know, out of basically out of it. I think I know what happens now. So he picks up these two young um, kids, basically 19, 22. They're talking about going to Niagara Falls to get married uh, so that he doesn't get drafted into Vietnam. And they're all giddy and they're like, we're not even really in love. We're too young, but we barely we knew each other in high school. But they're, you know, goofy kids who just want to mess around with each other and get high. They're like, we're getting high. And Don's like, give me some of those. Don took some reds. I think those are amphetamines. I don't know. Uh, and he got a little loopy. They went to a hotel. And he's dancing with the girl. And then um, there's a ton happened in this episode. He's dancing with the girl. And then he, um, the, the the guy's like, hey, let me dance. How old are you? And he starts dancing with the girl. And he's like, do you want to watch us dance? And do you want to watch us? And I was like, oh, what's Don going to see here? Don basically gives up, gives in to the amphetamines. And he kind of starts to lose it and he visions he has a vision of his father <coughs> excuse me his father tells a hillbilly joke and then he basically says you know you're you're not a man you 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 haven't worked a hard day in your life look at you the only thing you sling is bullshit um and you know basically soft hands and pissed him off and i think he said something about like you know you 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 can't even stay in one place he said something where it was like you know, you, you, you look at you run. That's what you want to do. You just, you can't stand still. You can't, you can't settle or something like that. And it was like, well, that's kind of true. I mean, look at this. His name's not even Don Draper. Remember that. Um, and 
then he's kind of losing it, and they, they look at the two young people look at him and are like, "What the hell? He should be knocked out by now!" Boom, bop, bop him on the head. That's it. He wakes up the next day, and he um, he sees a note that says, "Mister, we left you your car," and I guess they took all his money. And uh, they spelled "you're wrong" or "you're welcome." They spelled "you're wrong." That's the first thing I noticed. Um, I'm the child of teachers. I can't help it. Uh, and so I thought, okay, this is this is what I thought 723 was. 723 in the morning is when Don realized, woke up and realized that uh, he's been grifted. 723 in the morning is when Peggy realizes something. Oh, did I not mention? Peggy goes over to Duck and says, here's your scarf back or whatever. And he's like, can you come in and have a drink? She's like, sure. He goes, what are you having? Whatever you're having. Well, I'm not having anything because remember, Duck doesn't drink, right? I think he's on the wagon again. Well, this, at least that's what it seems like. So she's like, I'll have a whiskey. Um, he goes, oh, you really are Don's girl. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, she's like, I grew up on whiskey. Oh, I almost m- I forgot about this part. Peggy came, went into Don's office and asked, some, asked for something quickly and then subtly asked about the um, Hilton account because she heard about it from Pete. And Don ripped into her, saying, "You know, this there is no account. You're just coming in here under false pretenses to sign because you want you want to you want to ask for something. All you do is ask for something. A grown men would kill for your job. You were my secretary, and now you have an office and you have a job. You're good, but get better." And he basically just lashed into her, and she, to the point where she was almost crying, and uh, she was like, "I'm sorry, Don." And I think. That made her feel like shit, and it made her feel vulnerable. So that when she went over to Duck's uh, hotel and just ha- just happened to miss the the, the clients there, uh, had a drink, and then Duck basically says, uh, "Got really close to her, made her an offer." She's like, "I can't." He's like, "Okay, how about I take you in the bedroom and and uh, do things to you that have never been done?" I mean, he didn't say it that much. He said it more creepily and closely, like this. And Peggy had a drink in her. Peggy had a shitty day. Peggy, I think, just felt it felt good for her to be um, wanted. And, yep, that dude that was in bed with Peggy was friggin' Duck. That son of a bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, so she, when she wakes up the next morning, uh, she's like, I'm afraid uh, the, 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 um, the, the maids will come in. He's like, don't worry, I left a note on the door. Um and so he, they're like, I like doing this in the morning. And boom, they go at it again. So they're doing it again. Um, and I'm thinking, <coughs> they're doing it at 723. And then we jump over to, to Betty, who's on that couch, that sofa. She bought it. And I'm thinking, it, but she's in a sundress. And she starts kind of rubbing herself a little bit. Like, like, I'm thinking, okay, she's definitely thinking about that dude. Thinking about the couch, thinking about taking him on that couch. I wonder if it'll happen. I wonder if we'll see him again. I wonder if we'll see him on top of her, on top of that couch. Um, but she's like, ooh, ooh. Uh, actually, no, no, that happened later. That did not happen right away. I apologize. Um, but that's what I thought it was. I thought it was all dedicated at 7.23 in the morning. None of it had to do with 7.23 in the morning. Don gets to work, sees Peggy. She's like, good morning. He's like, good morning. She's probably thinking, oh, God, I just banged Duck Phillips. Oh, my God, is this going to get back to, to, to them? And he's thinking, I just got grifted by two people, but I'll just tell everyone I got in a fender bender. I got a little tape on my nose. Good to go. Fender bender, fender bender. Goes to his secretary. Fender bender. She's like, great. Now, Cooper's in your office. Okay. 
Okay. He goes into his office, and for the second time in this episode, someone else is sitting behind his desk. He stands there, and Cooper's like, Don, you should shit down. And Cooper's like, he's like, what, what's wrong? What do you want? And Cooper calls him out. And this was the the sharpest thing I've seen Cooper do since this show started. He seemed like the eccentric old man who owns the business and just kind of there, doesn't wear shoes, is into like all this fancy art. And this was the shrewdest, coolest thing. I actually went, oh, when he did this. He said, you know, Don, we brought you in here. We gave you a job. We gave you stability. We, we really helped mold you. And I think it's time for you to give back. And he takes the contract out and he looks right at Don and says, would you say there's something I know about you? And Don just goes, the realization of like, oh, yes, Cooper knows that Don Draper isn't actually Don Draper because of that little prick, Pete. Remember that? Was that last season or a while ago? It might have been first season where Pete came in and and basically uh, exposed Dick Whitman uh, as, as this Don Draper impersonator. And Cooper didn't care. But guess what? Cooper saved that. Cooper held on to that. And Cooper used it. And I thought it was a stroke of friggin' genius. And he says, and then he looks at him and goes, after all, who's really signing this contract anyway? And Don was just like, ugh. Don immediately went, signed the contract. And what did it say? The contract was dated July 23rd, 7-23. Boom! That was the episode title right there. I loved it. I thought that was awesome. So he comes home. I think this is the end of the episode. He comes home. He sees Betty lying on the couch, probably just rubbing herself. And then she comes in and he looks at her and she's like, Don. He goes, Betty. He looks at her. I signed it. And then he walks upstairs to bed. And I think, yeah, that was the end of the episode. Oh, oh, before he signed the contract, he looked right at Cooper. He goes, I don't want, I don't want any dealings with, with Roger Sterling. I thought these guys were like the like best friends for this whole series. And it seems like he hates him now even more. He goes, I don't want any, I don't, he goes, I don't want to deal with Roger Sterling at all. Or I don't want any con- contact with Roger, Roger Sterling. I thought, damn, damn. So, I mean, so much happened in this episode. Uh, you know, Pete isn't taking to, to Duck's uh, wooing, but Peggy said she's not taking to Duck's wooing, but then she basically got wooed by Duck into bed. Um, Roger Sterling just wants Don to sign this freaking contract. Uh, Cooper wants him so bad to sign the contract that he will call out the fact that he has something on him, and that's what got him to sign the contract. Don realized, you know, it was right. He, he does not want to be tied down. He could just leave and do it again. He's done it before. Maybe he'd do it again. Just leave and start over and leave it all behind and change his name. You never know. I feel like I feel like there's something at the end of the series where, they, where like, I've seen pictures. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be spoiled. But something like that could happen again. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, Betty, meanwhile, is really into this couch and I think really into the guy who talked about the couch. Uh and I thought, I mean, Jesus, that just covers everything, I think. I, it was like few characters had a lot to do, and I thought this episode was awesome. I liked it because I love episodes where something happens, and then you have to go back and say, well, how did this happen? How did we get here? I know they do it a lot, but I think it's always effective. My friends, that's it. I'm outside. My hands are so cold. I've been talking for, oh, 24, almost 24 minutes. So I say, let's call it. 
I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for subscribing. I want to thank you for putting up with me because I'm a little amped. I'm a little freezing. And I love this episode. I was dead tired when I sat down to watch this episode. And now I'm all pumped because I, I thought it was great. And um, I think the caffeine is coursing through me. And the cold, the bitter, bitter cold is keeping me alive right now, keeping me awake. So, my friends, you know how to find me. You can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. You could email me, MadeMan at FansNotExperts.com. I would love it if you could go to iTunes and leave a review or, or a rating. That's how people find me. That's really the biggest way to find me. Now, there's lots of podcasting options. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on TuneIn. We're on all these things. But I feel like the heart of it really comes from iTunes. So if you could go to iTunes, if you have a chance, and just give a rating. If you could give a review, great. If you want to say, um, quote, unquote, he's the best podcaster ever. He sounds really handsome. Five stars. I mean, you don't have to say that, but that'd be great. Um, and that's it. That is it. So. Here we are, another Friday. And you know what? We're going to do it again next Friday. Every Friday until we finish this damn series and I become the made man. But until that time, we will continue on this journey. You and I together. Just you and me. The sound of my voice. Are you with me? As we go and continue this journey where I become a made Man. So very, very cold. Fans not experts.